This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Every Pokemon episode ever podcast is now on YouTube. Go on YouTube and search every Pokemon episode ever podcast and click that subscribe button to never miss an episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic episode of the Every Pokemon Episode Ever podcast. I am one of your hosts this week, Wrestling Chris G. And on the other line with me, he's the man with all the emotions. It's good old Dougie Fresh. Dougie, my man, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Can't complain. Don't really understand it but i don't have a bit for it so i'm just gonna just through it <laughs> well the reason i said the man with all the emotions um this week's episode is called the march of the executor squad episode 43 and with executor each of its heads has a different emotion and has its own personality so you're the man with all the emotions today Get yeah, it? but I don't have more than one head. I, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> oh man, I'm never. I'm not usually that quick. <laughs> Throw the fuck up. <laughs> for people, for people back at home, that was a dick joke, <laughs> and I can say that because we're an adult podcast, people. Shit. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. It says it says explicit before you click on the download. But um I I so th- this is normally our ramble uh, before we get into things, Doug. Um we've had a pretty successful couple weeks um these past few weeks, and I don't wanna give us um a big big head, but we're starting to get recognized and it's kind of easier to get into a few DMs that we've gotten into recently. Um, how, how are you, how are you feeling over there? Cause I kind of give you the day by day of our adventures um, going forward. Cause you, you, you don't want the login because you, I, you, you say you'll be looking at that stuff like every second. Yeah. And I just, I don't, Ain't nobody got time for that. No, it's 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 been interesting. You know, I mean, you know, you've been working working the tweets and sending out some messages, and you know, we've gotten a handful of of guests that you've already heard, and, and you know, it was like all of a sudden. One day we had a bit of a uptick in downloads, 
and it's been, it's been steady, pretty steady since then. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I feel like it's okay to say it now. Um, whether it actually happens or not, um, we're still trying to ramble it out, but um, it seems like we're gonna have a pretty big Pokemon guest. Um, that we kind of hinted to on the last few episodes. And um, I can kind of put it out there as of now, because hopefully by the time this episode drops, we'll have a little bit more concrete stuff. But um, it seems like the voice of Ash Ketchum may be coming onto our podcast for a future episode. And me and you have talked personally as to which one, but I don't want to throw throw that out there as of yet. But um, it seems like, Things are looking promising as long as we can get our schedules to kind of match up. Yeah, uh, we, we've got an idea of which episode we want to do. And if everything uh, lines up the way we want it to, it should be pretty nice. Yeah, but- and I I didn't want to announce that like right away. I mean, obviously, we told you to go on Twitter um, if you went on Twitter, it was clear as day as to what was going on um, because there's been some messages back and forth that uh, that is on there. So I felt like it's been a couple weeks. If you wanted to view the tweets, um, you already have. And if you didn't, what the hell is wrong with you? But we're going to announce it on here. But everything seems kind of promising. We got that. We got a couple YouTubers in our DMs, um, we have, um, in a couple weeks from now, we're going to have another person on our, on our podcast that we will mention next week. But, um, yeah, we, we're, we seem to be doing pretty well for ourselves, Doug. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's about persistence and I'm, I'm probably not breaking any news to anybody that has a, podcast that they've been working at but you know don't get discouraged if you don't you know hit something you know right away you know oh hell no did do you remember us back in the day when it came down to the wrestling podcast when we first started it i mean we we got shit for downloads at like right away and we we had to work at it and we had to find different things that caught attention to all of our audience. I mean, we even did fucking storytelling at one point, Doug. Yeah. And you know, that shit probably would have worked if it wasn't so damn, <coughs> pardon me, time consuming. Hell yeah. It was time consuming. <laughs> we never did finish that last episode. Did we? Um, no, I think we kind of left it kind of <laughs> hanging. <laughs> yeah we did but um but yeah i mean just like you said doug i mean don't don't get discouraged and i mean things will end up working out for you as long as you're focusing on your specific audience like me and you and um our other co-host c-note uh, once we can get everything back in line for the wrestling podcast i mean we we kind of stay in our own lanes. Um, we we have the Pokemon podcast here, and then we got the full wrestling podcast on the other end, and we really don't intertwine either show. No, and I mean, 
you know, that's the one thing, you know, that, but the thing is, I think if people know you or I from the, well, obviously if they know us from the wrestling, they probably have listened to our show. So, I mean, you know, and you kind of touched on it. The unfortunate thing is, um, you know, until, you know, because people, you know, because we've mentioned that we do the wrestling show a couple times. Yes. But unfortunately, that's kind of taken a bit of a backseat. You know, just life is, you know, happening and stuff. Yeah, and 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 I'll be honest. Um, with my epilepsy, uh, my health hasn't been the greatest. Everybody, um, I'll. I mean, I've I've been kind of open with my friends. I'll I'll kind of throw it out there, but it seems like. We're on the right path to getting everything figured out um, without going into too much detail. And um, we'll be able to get everything back in line to where we can do the wrestling podcast. And I mean, yeah, you're getting Pokemon every single week. But what you guys have to remember is we record months in advance. So we we kind of just set it up on our host site and they just drop weekly. Yeah, and you know we've made no secret that we um, that we've batch recorded a, a, you know quite a few <coughs> episodes. You know, I think we had you know twelve out before we went live or whatever the fuck. Yep. Um. So yeah, eventually we're going to get the wrestling show back on his feet, and we're gonna start. You know. At the end of these episodes, you know, we're going to remind people. And I mean, yeah, that's going to be tough. But like, because I mean, you know, we could do we could remind people at the end of a Pokemon episode to, to listen to us on a, on a Friday when our wrestling show drops. But if we're talking about and we're, if we're doing that on an episode, that's going to come out three weeks after the fact. <laughs> we might not be it's recording like, that week. <laughs> right. So it's. It's it's that's kind of tough, and I mean obviously, you know, we're not going to if if you're listening to the wrestling show, that means that you like us, which means you're probably listening to this as well. Yes, and yeah, wrestling's it, starting to get somewhat better out of the pandemic, so. Hopefully, we'll be able to entertain you a little bit more than what we were able to entertain you during the pandemic. Yeah, because Lord knows that there's enough wrestling podcasts that are going out there every week and going, this show sucks, I don't understand it, and they're cutting people. And, you know, it's, you know, I mean, there's enough negative podcasts. And, you know, people are going to say, well, it's not negative, it's telling it how it is. You don't need you know, 15 different wrestling podcasts telling you the same shit. Oh, hell no. I get fucking sick of you. Well, right. And, you know, we had a discussion earlier today, you know, the, the show on Mondays are just, is just kind of a a three hour show. And, you know, there's nothing really that I'm watching going, damn, I wish I could, 
hop on the show this week and talk about it or whatever. <laughs> For real. But um, out, outside of the wrestling podcast, everybody, you guys clicked on this episode because you want to listen to Pokemon. And w- we've gotten kind of our spiel out of the way. Uh, we do have some announcements that will come at a later time. Uh, we were going to talk about it this week, but I kind of feel like we've kind of batched everything up. So we'll announce those on a on a different show, probably probably next week. But um, this episode is our 43rd episode. It called, might not be next week either. Uh, the problem with Paris. Oh, fuck. I forgot. We're, yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, because we're recording with our special guest a little out of order tomorrow. Yeah, that's not going to make sense to y'all. Never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, um, today's episode is episode 43, the March of the Executor Squad, or translated from Jap- Japan. I was about to say from Japanese. Um, that would have been right. Yeah, that would have been right, too. Um, the huge march of the Nasty Squad. That's N A S S Y, not Nasty N A S T Y. Yeah, but um, I still don't like it any more than I liked it last week. I know. <laughs> um, this episode aired May seventh, nineteen ninety eight, and here in the states, it landed on October thirtieth, nineteen ninety eight, and this is the last episode. That aired in 1998 because starting next week, uh, we jump all the way up to February of 1999. So the era, the the first real era of Pokemon is coming to an end as of this episode, Doug. Yeah, I noticed that when I was trying to look ahead for some upcoming history dates. You know, because you get into an October groove and you're like, well, well, damn, you know, what, what happened? I don't, I don't get to talk about Christmas, you know, <laughs> for real. And, um, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to one of the Christmas episodes that we're going to be covering, but I'm going to have to look forward into the, the schedule. I'm not sure. Cause I think one of the Christmas episodes happens Oh, well, as of this episode, it has to have happened back in the past. The Jinx episode that never really aired um, because of the whole blackface thing. Um, on that episode, um, Ash still has Charmander. Oh, yeah, that's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be weird freaking watching that episode. And and there there's like two episodes um, that ended up airing here in the States, but when it aired here, it aired on VHS. Mm. So th- it didn't really air on public TV because of the whole controversy with Jinx. So it's going to be weird taking, taking a step back and you'll know after listening to this episode, um, as to why. Cause when I, when I was rewatching this episode, Doug, um, I, I completely forgot what the ending of this episode really entailed. Of this episode? Yes, of the executor yeah, squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The evolution change that we get. Yeah, I had this mixed up, um, 
with the Charizard evolution for some reason. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a vivid, well, not a vivid, but I remember the episode where he evolves into Charizard. Yes. And I, and I could not remember, and obviously in, you know, well, well, we'll get to that, but I could not, like, because I remember that, and I'm like, how does he evolve into uh, Charmeleon? And then I'm like, oh, right. And, you know. So. It makes sense, because, and, you know, we'll get into it when we, uh, when we, when we get, get into it, but. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, so. This day in history, Doug, this week, mine lands on 2012. Um, what what year does yours land on? 1974. All right. So, as usual, <laughs> you are the first to go with your history date. So, what do you have for us this week, Doug? <clears throat> so, on October 30th, 1974, we have the famous... Rumble in the Jungle boxing match between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman Ooh. in Kinshasa, Zaire. Um, yeah, you pronounced that right. Yep. Um, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Muhammad Ali wins with an eighth round KO. Um, and this is where he employed his famous uh, rope-a-dope technique against George Foreman where he would just kind of bob and weave and you know kind of let Foreman tire himself out kind kind of what um, Ben Askren failed to do this past Saturday when he got knocked the fuck out by um, by Jake Paul yeah (laughs) please tell me you saw that knockout I saw the knockout. I didn't fucking pay for the fight because I'm not an idiot. Well, yeah, I'm. But I didn't. Uh, I didn't pay for it either. But I, I watched it. No, but like 1.5 million people did, or something stupid. Yeah, um, he's the out of the top ten um, top paid pay per views for boxing. Um, he's number ten. That that was freaking sick. Makes me interested to see what kind of numbers um, him and Mayweather are going to pull in. Uh, yeah, if that fight ever gets off the ground. Well, right. I mean, that's the other. That's the other issue because wasn't that that was supposed to happen two months ago, back in February? Right. Right. So I mean, I mean, obviously, everyone, you're you're listening to this in the future, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 recording ago, this episode this. oh i'm sorry Dick. yeah this is supposed to happen two months ago for us and you're listening to this what a month from now from that yeah <laughs> so um we're recording this on april 20th of 2021 so sorry <laughs> sorry if this fight's already happened well no it takes it long it wouldn't yeah it won't have happened yeah, it wouldn't have happened yet. So, but um, but yeah, that that that's a good, um, that's a good thing for your for your date, bro. Um, we yeah, get... I'm gonna start writing them down. I'm gonna start, you know, making a 
brief note of them because I had a fucking hell of a time trying to find it because I found it and then <laughs> and then you lost it and it wasn't there. <laughs> so um, mine's not as extravagant, but it was a big day in the history of Lucas Films. Um, on this day in 2012. Walt Disney purchased Lucasfilms and its rights for Star Wars and Indiana Jones for $4.05 billion, with a B, dollars. So, so that was 2012. Yes. So since 2012, how many Star Wars movies have come out? Four. And have any of them been any good? Um, I liked them. I I can't speak for everybody. I would say within the four that came out, um, the most, well, there's been two very popular ones, which would be the last one and kind of a prequel episode. I thought the, wasn't the prevailing, and I don't, I don't do Star Wars, so I'm, I'm, I'm partially doing this to ask questions. I'm partially doing it to stir the pot. <laughs> Wasn't the prevailing narrative around the last one that it like because that was that was the rise of Skywalker, right? Ah, uh, give me one second. Or me... no, no, because one of them I thought definitively like people were saying, "Well, this is the end of the Star Wars." Yeah, bad. Well, I mean, they said that, and then we got the Mandalorian. So, uh, yes, the rise of Skywalker was the last one. Then right before that was the last Jedi. And the Force Awakens. So there's only been three. No, there there was a. Um, I mean, those are just the so, um, saga movies. There oh, was oh, there was a there was a freaking uh, what you uh, a solo. Yeah, yeah, Han, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Han Solo prequel movie. So that that one ended up doing gangbusters, but um, I would say it's between that and the Rise of Skywalker is, are the ones that. Got the got the most views. I I can't really speak on the other two. And when did uh, Skywalker come out? Two thousand nineteen. So, if, if it wasn't for the pandemic, do you think we would have gotten another one? Is there another one in in discussion? Like, because um, they were steady coming out like every Christmas there, weren't they? Like, uh, yeah, for a while. But um, as of right now. I haven't heard anything in regards to another Star Wars movie. Um, I know Mandalorian is kind of recasting due to the whole speak out movement that came out. Well, yeah, yeah. You had that one chick fucking shot her mouth off. Yep. And, and I don't have the info in front of me, so I'm not really going to say more, much more than that because I don't. She said some shit she shouldn't have said. I I don't remember the context, but yeah, we're we won't get into that on this podcast because that's a whole another show. But um, well, I would if I had the quotes in front of me, but I don't care enough to look them up. I just know <laughs> I just know she was in the news. Yeah, but um, but yeah, she um she's being recasted. Um, some other people are being <clears throat> recasted. Um. We we do have a mixture of Star Wars and then the mixture of the whole Marvel world um, that's been coming out on Disney Plus. So I'm not quite sure uh, what the future holds for Star Wars, but 
I'm sure we'll get another trilogy within the next 10 years. And then you said that also included Indiana Jones, the rights to Indiana Jones. Yes. And have they done a movie since? Uh, when was the last Indiana Jones? Let's the last indie movie I thought was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and that was way uh, back. Oh, um, they actually have another Indiana Jones. Um, it's called Indiana Jones 5, and it will be coming out next year. The last one came out in 2008. See, damn, so we were graduating high school. Yes. Fuck. I know, right? We're fucking old. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the next one's coming out next year. Um, it looks like it's... Is that is that confirmed, or was that supposed to be, and then they had to um, push it? I mean, per Google, um, Google has it wow. down as as a legit movie um, with a screen cap. Um, so it looks like it is coming out. Uh, I'll go ahead and click on this real quick. Yeah. Um, they have, they have a cast list and everything, including Harrison Ford in this movie. So yeah, it's a thing. All right. So they're say they're shooting for 2020. I mean, 2022. I was going to say they missed. <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> but um but yeah. So um like I said, back in 2012, Walt Disney purchased the rights for Star Wars and Indiana Jones for 4.05 billion dollars making people stupid fucking rich and they don't have to ever work anymore. Not that they didn't have to work previously, but they really don't have to work now. They got yeah. fuck you money and they got South Park money. And then some, probably. Yeah. So, all right. So, that was our history moment, Doug. Are you ready to get on into this week's episode? I believe so, yes. All right. So, I'm pulling open the episode right now. And... We start this week's episode off um, kind of unusual. Um, they walk into a town. We don't really get the this town's name. And the narrator doesn't really say what the town's name is either. But um, there's a festival going on, Doug. Right. And I think that's kind of what kind. I'm not going to talk about the narrator like he's a person, but. You know, I think the carnival kind of took, <coughs> pardon me, took precedent yes. on identifying the town. So we start this off. There's a bunch of beautiful women in nice circus gear. Um, it looks like a parade is going by and the and our trio and Pikachu are standing within this crowd watching the parade. And Brock is just smitten. Just looking at these girls and he's like, Man, these are some pretty, pretty women. About to hyperventilate over there. I know. So, and Misty's looking on and Ash and Brock, just right out of the get-go, like within the first 10 seconds of the episode, um, throw their clothes off saying that they're ready to party. And they're in a full-blown 
party outfits, which which looks like came from the 1960s. Uh, yeah, I was going to say 60s or 70s. I was, yeah. Um, I call bullshit on this because I think it's kind of been established that Ash barely has a change of underwear. So you're not going <laughs> to sit there and tell me that this motherfucker is sitting on a full-fledged prom outfit. Well, I mean... They've been on the road for quite some time. He's won a few badges. I'm sure he's won some money. And I'm sure he went out and bought a really, really nice outfit, even though Misty is stuck in the same damn outfit that she normally is in. Brock's wearing a goddamn vest without a damn shirt. Yeah, and just... I'm I'm going to throw out there, um, I feel like, the writers of this episode, the the people that were basically drawing this cartoon, uh, they gave Misty a little booty in this episode. I don't know if you noticed that, and it's kind of weird for me to say that on this podcast, but they they really exaggerated on her butt in in this in this episode. I did not track that even a little bit. I mean. Yeah, maybe just taking a quick glance at it as she's kind of walking away from them as they're getting their boogie on. Yeah. And, you know, she is she is going to play the assistant here in a couple minutes. Yeah, and... <laughs> but, um... But, yeah, um, Ash and Brock are standing there, and they're like, we're ready to party! And as they threw their clothes off, they asked Misty if she wants to join in on the action. And Pikachu kind of jumps on the Misty's shoulder. And Misty graciously declined the offer and kind of walked away from this moment. Doug. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't say that I blame her. You know, usually I would probably call Misty a party pooper. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, that weird yeah because it's like you know out of nowhere like there's no there's no rhyme nor reason and you know like i say they're just dressed for prom yeah and outside of the ending to this episode um and we stated this last week pokemon's on kind of a filler episode and with this being the final episode of the year for this brand um, I guess this was a way to say we're not going to continue any main storylines because you're not going to get Pokemon for another what November, December, January. So for another four months. Yeah, but you could have left them on a cliffhanger. Yeah, you could have. <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess kind of they they really did, didn't they? Uh, a little bit. Uh, so. We go straight from that scene to Misty and Pikachu just having a grand old time. They're on one of those swings that has the little tiny rope or chain on it that's swinging you around where if it gets too fucking hot, um, that thing can break to (laughs) going on a merry-go-round that's full of Ponyta and Rapidash and Pikachu's having a grand old time. And then they go and they get ice cream. And Missy's like, what ride do you want to go on next? And then we hear some begging. 
in the background. And Doug, um, do you want to go over this part of the scene? Yeah, so we pan over and we see, um, I guess, well, who we can infer is a magician. Yes, we, we don't ever really get at. his name, do we? I could have sworn it was like Melvin or Marvin, but that could have just been me put filling in a blank. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's he's groveling at the feet of his assistant, it turns out. And, you know, she's saying that she's had it and she's quitting. And, you know... As we get a little bit more information, we find out that she hasn't been fairly compensated. And that's been due to lack of customers. And. Yeah, she she kind of feels like um, this guy's a nobody and she was his assistant. She was being nice for him. And it seems like he's been stringing her along, which I'm I'm going to I'm going to probably guess for a couple months. Because the way that this scene kind of played out was the fact that she she's sitting there going, I've given you chance after chance, and you keep failing, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call him Marvin. And Marvin goes over, and he's grabbing her leg and basically trying to like hug her, and then we get a close-up shot of, of his execute, and his execute kind of looks away because his assistant literally beats him to shit and leaves him laying on the ground, Doug. He got popped and we see, you know, he's, he gets knocked back into the stand and he's got a black eye and he's swirling. And, um, then we get misty in the shot. Yeah. And you know, the assistant walks off saying, I've heard your, your promises before. And, you know, she's she's had her wits end. And then, you know, Misty walks up just being a concerned onlooker, asking if he's okay. And, you know, he kind of puts on the sab, the sab, the sob story. Yeah, he, he says, he's you like, know, you're a kind person. You'd help me out, wouldn't you? Yeah, and she he said, sure. And Misty is naive. Well, not naive. She just, you know. She's always willing to help. Right. And he's like, he, he kind of gives her, just like you said, the sob story, um, kind of makes her feel bad. We've established that Misty is a 10-year-old and uh, Misty can't say no unless it's for Ash Ketchum. So when she sees somebody in trouble, she's always willing to help. And he sits here and says, you're the only one that can help me. Can you please help me? Um, I need an assistant for my show. Melvin. 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 So, yeah, he he's basically begging, and Misty, she, she really doesn't want to help this guy, but she kind of gets pressured into it. I mean, she has the execute mm-hmm. jumping up and down, uh, Melvin says that he's a magician. He kind of wows her by giving her a flower that we find out is a dead flower. <laughs> well, it's a magic flower. Don't don't kill the illusion. And, you know, get little Pokemon scarves coming off of it. Yeah. 
He says, my dream is to have a Las Vegas showroom and perform my act in front of a cheering crowd. And, and he wants he says, to have his own Las Vegas showroom. Which and, I, know, I thought was weird. So, I mean, so have we not gotten to the point where we don't differentiate um, the real world from Pokemon? Because um, I, I feel like we've gotten past the whole uh like regular animals in pokemon and then pokemon i feel like we're at the point now where pokemon in the world are what the animals are but he's legit saying las vegas in this episode which is something that we know here in the states but should not really be a thing in pokemon well no and i mean you know, we kind of uh, poked fun at this a couple of weeks back. Um, I think they were walking into a town and they were going to go to the Pokemon Center and get something to eat. And, you know, Brock said something about wanting a deep dish double cheese pizza. Yes. And I kind of did a double take on that because it's like there's no way. Like, I have a hard time believing that, you know, deep dish pizza is a thing that's made it to Pokemon canon. <laughs> For and, real. It, I mean, we, we've gotten into the whole uh, donuts and rice balls. Rice balls, right. So. So, so yeah, I don't. And, yeah, them name checking Las Vegas. Like, I understand you know, it's, it's localization and, you know, what have you. And, you know, they got to work with the translation the best they can. Just, I think they could have done better there. I mean, they, they could have just called the town Grand Royale. He wants his own showroom in the Grand Royale. And we would know that he's talking about Las Vegas and, but he doesn't have to say Las Vegas. So, right. Like, you know, I got like a, a a big whiff of like the southern U.S. going way back with the uh, um, the Ponyta episode. Yes. You know, and I, you know, I had a, I was laughing pretty much the whole episode at the accent, <laughs> but like nobody, nobody name checked Texas. No. So, even even I mean, though you were weird. doing the spit gig every single time that you were <laughs> doing a voice for one of the every episodes. time I could, boy, I tell you, a um, So we go straight from him talking Misty into being one of his little showgirls to where, um, ew, what? Don't say it like that. Well, she is a showgirl. No, but that's creepy the way you said it. Oh, okay. Well, his assistant. <laughs> Um, to where he dressed her in a Goldeen outfit, which I thought was pretty funny. And Pikachu's in on the act too. And Misty's looking into the crowd. There's maybe five or six people in this crowd and there one person sleeping. And he he's basically talking to the crowd as if he has a full crowd. And Misty's very, very embarrassed and says, 
well, at least no one I know would be here because there's only just a few people here. And then here comes Ash and Brock. Here comes Ash and Brock. Now, I have many issues. Um, Not so much about the scene. but Well, I guess because, like, Pikachu's on stage, right? He's in a little jacket and bow tie. Yes. He's Ash's Pokemon. Correct. He's at he's Ash's number one Pokemon. I mean, no offense to you know Charmander and Bulbasaur and Squirtle and Pidgeotto. What the fuck would happen if he was if somebody bumped into him and he spilled his popcorn and he needed a battle? Um, nothing. Um, he would have to use his other Pokemon. That's bullshit. Like, <sighs> well, we've we we've a step. Re- re- remember, Doug. So. Remember, it's a kids show, and then we have we also have Ash as a ten year old. So we have to put ourselves in the mind of a ten year old who has other Pokemon. His other Pokemon are strong, and Pikachu's kind of a freelancer. Um, kind of gets used. Well, but he's not though. He's not, but he 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 acts like it because remember the episode where Brock got his Vulpix. And he was all over Misty in that in that entire episode again. So him him and Misty just they're they're kind of joined at the hip just like Ashes. I just I don't I mean I get it and I understand it's a kids show and I understand they basically travel in a in a group anyway, so it's not like But what if something were to happen? Yeah. Um you know a- what if Ash would be fucked if- unless he, he used any of his other Pokemon. Well, and, and we're going to get into Ash using his Pokemon in a second, but it's just, like, at any point, at no point, and I can make this inference because they don't, we don't cut to Ash to find out, but at no point to, am I to assume that Ash looked down and went, where's Pikachu? Or for that matter, where's Misty? Like, they're just going around town just in their fucking zoot suits. Yeah. Brock's um, hitting out women. And- I was about to say, Ash and Brock went out to go party. They finally got tired. They put their regular clothes back on and said, hey, there's a magic show over here. So let, let, let's let go on in and catch this magic show. Oh, nobody's in here. Oh, Pikachu and Misty are on stage. All right. And, <laughs> and at this point, Misty is embarrassed. Because she she full on gets the red thing above her nose, and she's and she's like, "What what are you two doing here?" What does Ash say? Because I've scrolled past it. I'm... Yeah. Well, Ash was like, "That's a really cute suit," and, and he goes, "Are you part of the show?" And Pikachu Pikachu's. I mean, at least Pikachu's happy to see him. Yeah. Because you know, Pikachu's like, "Look, I'm like, I got a bow tie," you know. <laughs> and. And then we get the little jack off in the back of the audience. He's like, he's like, when are, when are we going to get to the show? Are, are you going to do any magic or did I just waste my money? And I can't imagine there, this guy was charging that much for it. I know, but he, he, he says basically, calm down, calm down. We're going to get into the magic for this show. And. I'm going to start off with a juggling act. Um, and then we get the executor 
pop up onto the execute. stage or yeah, not executory. The execute pops onto the stage and this is where we get good old Dexter. So we find out that, you know, shock, horror, surprise, execute our egg Pokemon. And he said, even though they resemble an egg, they're more closely, re- pardon me, they're more closely related to a plant. Yes, they said um, to the seed of a plant. So basically, so basically, if you were to put them into the ground, um, they would evolve into Executor, which we end up finding out later in the episode, are basically trees. Yeah, palm trees. Yes. With three coconuts. So, uh, but yeah, we get we get <clears throat> Melvin trying to do a juggling act with the Execute, and it's basically him just holding his hands and the execute are basically jumping around in a circle, trying to give the illusion of juggling. Doug. Yeah. I mean, which, you know, not bad. I mean, obviously this act wouldn't fly in Vegas. Hell no. But he's at a, he's at a rinky dink carnival. I mean, what do they expect? I mean, yeah, it's bullshit. Cause like you said, he's just holding his hands out and they're doing their moves. Um, and obviously the crowd doesn't take to it. They say, you know, do some magic. And, you know, he's like, I'm going to do some tricks that'll uh, surprise, uh, amaze and apprise you. Yes, and Misty's like, don't you mean surprise and amaze you? And, and he's like, you know, that's why I need you. We make such a good team. And the executor's so happy. And then Brock full-blown says that melvin's act is boring well and i mean full-blown he said this is boring and and, i mean that's kind of fair i mean you know oh i thought i closed you out i'm sorry um no you're good um but we get we get the people in the audience they're starting to complain about melvin's act and they were like, yeah, we want to see some magic, do a trick, or I want my money back. And again, you know, we don't find out what he's charging, but it can't be. It can't be any money, right? Just maybe a couple of fair tickets? Yeah, that's what I I would think. I mean, so, but yeah, obviously, you know, Melvin's kind of getting flustered. So he's like, you know, fine. And he's he's got this trick, and we see you know Pikachu's kind of giving some electricity for uh, ambiance, and he's yeah. got this he's got a scepter, and he's like, this is gonna be fire, and he points to stick out towards the audience, and we get a little. <laughs> if anybody saw AEW Revolution, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and people that don't know what that is, um. The last wrestling pay per view from All Elite Wrestling. They they had a match <laughs> called the Exploding Barbed Wire Match, where the conclusion of that match was supposed to be a big giant kaboom, <laughs> and it was and, a and dud. The, and the resulting little puff from Melvin's wand is about the extent that we got at the end of that match. 
and and the crowd in the audience at the show basically reacts the same way that they reacted at the show. Except I don't know if they all fainted in unison, but because he goes, it's gonna be fire, and he goes, and they all go at. <laughs> and um, they they call him Man One and Man Two, and he's like, that was pathetic. You're the worst. And Melvin starts getting pissed. He's like, just one more try, <laughs> and he fucking. I think it had to do with his emotion, and he takes his wand, and he's like, man, and I'll bunch of fucking fire i swear like off screen for like 1.2 seconds he poured gasoline into this thing because this thing just started spewing out fire like it was nobody's business and i mean they're ducking between the seats and you know they're avoiding it and unfortunately his fire triggers um <clears throat> the uh the sprinkler system in the venue yes and everybody gets wet, and and we find out there's more than five people in the audience. <laughs> yeah, but they were hidden apparently. Um, <laughs> and so you know everybody's soaking wet, and there's a, a cowboy, and you know they're throwing pizza and soft drinks at them. And, and then you, I want to point out that the two guys in the back of the cowboy look like. People like cartoon versions of the characters straight out of the movie Grease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could be with you on that one. So somebody fucking, <clears throat> as they're walking out, somebody chucks a bottle at him and just brains him. Yeah. And just fucking just whack. He's like, yeah, because Melvin's sitting there. He's like, well, wait a minute, everybody. The best part is about to happen. And then here comes the bottle, and the bottle just hits him. And I'm at a freeze frame right now of after Melvin falls onto the ground, Pikachu and Misty are just sitting there like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> what are they supposed to do? You know, they're they're wet too, you know? <laughs> so... We go straight from that, um, and we cut scene, and th th this is a matter of timing, I'm guessing, because we go, we literally go straight from that to Melvin's boss meeting him outside of the tent. Uh, we'll call it backstage, and he's with his execute, and his boss is like, "You're fired. You can't bring in any type of 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 attraction to the." Or to your show, you suck. You 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 can't do anything right. And fucking Melvin just looks defeated. Well, yeah. I mean, he hasn't had the best day. You know, his assistant quit. You know, he fucking almost drowned the studio out. He almost um, caught it on fire. The fucking boss says. Right, he caught it on. Right. Well, that yeah. I I guess I missed that chunk. Obviously, that's the more important thing because that would mean that that's what had to trigger the sprinklers. Um. But I'm can obviously he travels with the carnival. Yes. Right. Because you know at the beginning of the episode it says oh the the carnival's in this town. But. So. But I'm still trying to figure out how. Because who pays for the carnival? 
I'm I'm guessing it's his boss. Because, like, shouldn't the town pay Pay to bring the carnival in? Yeah, I mean, you would think so. But... Because, like, a a carnival's not just going to roam around and just pull up and set up stakes just without warning. Well, no. But uh, I'm guessing... and, And this is the... This is kind of the vibe that I get from carnivals, at least the ones that come out here to Illinois. I'm guessing they pay a fee to host it. Normally, it's in like a parking lot of of a school or a a city mall, and they'll put up everything. And the the whatever city they they're in gets a cut of whatever their profits are. But obviously, the circus has to live, and the cast needs to be paid, and everyone that's there needs to eat. So I'm sure they get a cut of it, but I don't think the town themselves pays for the circus. I think it's more of the attraction of bringing in people and bringing them together. Kind of similar. I guess you can... If you want me to explain it a, a little better, uh, for for you, it, it would be like bringing WrestleMania to town. You you get a bunch of people together in one big venue. Well, yeah, but I know who pays for WrestleMania. Yes. You know, I I, I mean, I understand that for this guy to be a viable part of the carnival he has to be pulling his weight and that's kind of where i'm guessing that he's falling short yes because for his boss basically said you almost burnt this entire damn carnival to the ground you know so he's obviously a liability at this point you know and who knows how many other towns that's almost happened in but we we basically go straight from that to misty kind of feeling bad for him telling him to kind of cheer up and that uh, Melvin say he'll never make it to Las Vegas and he says that um, he's going to give up on his dreams and here comes good old Ash Ketchum to the rescue like it seems like in every episode that he's in that's what he's trying to do even though he doesn't know what he's talking about but uh, Ash tries to put on a magic act of his own, Doug. Well, you missed you missed Misty with a zinger. Because as they're watching this poor guy get fired, Ash goes, I feel sorry for the guy. He just doesn't know what he's doing. And Misty goes, yeah, you know how that feels. <laughs> Misty's always throwing Ash under the bus. And I mean, I understand that. I mean, he owes her a bike. And I mean, let's not forget about that. But yeah, so he, Melvin's feeling sorry for himself. And Ash comes in and goes, you're not going to give up on your dream that easy, are you? And I mean, he's he's letting him have it. And he said, Melvin says, but the show's no good. And then Ash basically says, learn fucking better tricks. <laughs> yep. And then we get a shot of Meowth um, from Team Rocket um, looking down at the trio. And James and Jesse are on the top of the balloon and they're tanning. And then we come straight back down to Melvin practicing some new tricks to try to get a new act together. 
Right. So he's he's spinning his wand, and the the wand produces a bou- a bouquet of roses that immediately fall apart because they're dead. Right. <laughs> that that I think is is where you were talking with the dead flower earlier. I think you mixed up your uh, your flower tricks. I did. Um, and Melvin just is like, you know, this this is hopeless, and his his executor trying to perk him up, and then Ash, like you say, gets the bright idea of being Mister Fix It, and Ash says that's going to be a Pokemon magic show, and then. We got Ash doing his best Aladdin impression. <laughs> so he he goes and gets a box, and it had the box has three holes in it, and he says that out of each hole, um, he'll either have a uh, a grass um, grass come out of it, water or fire. So obviously, we know inside of the box is going to be Squirtle, Charmander, or Bulbasaur, and what makes this funny is he goes what or no he goes fire charmander does his fire attack he, ah, right in melvin's face and then he says water and fucking squirtle goes and um does his water attack and as soon as um squirtle does his water attack and he's getting ready to sit down he sits on Charmander's flame of a tail and kind of burns himself and Charmander turns around and his tail gets in Bulbasaur's face almost burning Bulbasaur to a damn crisp and then they just start fighting inside of this box. And I have an issue here. Squirtle blames Charmander for Squirtle sitting on his tail. Yes. How the hell? Where's his tail supposed to go? Yeah, for real. I mean, it's not like you can put out Charmander's tail because if you put out Charmander's tail, as we found out in previous episodes, he'll die. He'll die. (laughs) So, yeah. um, So, yeah. The three of them fight and Charmander comes out of the box, guns blazing, and does flamethrower again and gets everybody. Yes. And Ash oh. is sitting there trying to get everybody to stop fighting and just fucking, he gets it too. And, and he has a really good line. He's like, I guess I'm going to need a bigger box, which I, you know, I mean, it's a Jaws reference. It's fine, you know. So it's clever. So it's at this point, um, Melvin's still down on his luck and Ash is. Looking at the execute and execute starts getting yellow eyes. It looks like they're using um, hypnosis on Ash and Ash should kind of, I mean, I, I blame this on Dexter. Dexter seems like he wants to be brilliant Siri when it needs to, but doesn't give the best information before things happen. And they use fucking hypnosis on Ash and Ash is just dazed and under a spell for the next, like, ten minutes. Yeah, and, and you would think Dexter would have led with that information, as opposed to, actually, it's not eggs, it's a seed of a plant. It's like, I don't care. What's its attack? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Tell uh, me it's going to hypnotize a motherfucker, for goodness sake. And what, what gets me is, Melvin fucking knows what just happened. Like he right. looks at Ash and and tells Ash, 
Ash turn around in, in a circle three times and act like a Bulbasaur. And, a- and he and, does it. Yeah, he, he's like Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur. And Ash goes around in a circle and Misty and Brock are like, what the hell is going on? So then I I assume that this is probably the act break. And then we see that Ash is pulling a cart with Melvin and the Execute into the forest. And we see the hot air balloon with Team Rocket. And they're basically filling in the blanks for us, the viewers, because we're idiots. Yes. And... We get to the point when Brock, Misty, and Pikachu are following the tracks of Melvin and Ash, which kind of leads me to think, what the hell happened during the commercial break where Melvin took off on a wagon with Ash? And Ash isn't running. Ash is fucking walking. So why were right. they so far behind? Right. But And why th- wasn't Pikachu implied to follow Ash? For goodness sake, this is going to be my big thing. From now on. <laughs> this this so, is going to be my hill to die on. Yeah, it is. But we get a flashback to what happened with the execute. And Misty's kind of putting two and two together. And she's like, Ash seems like he's under hypnosis. And Melvin seems like he's controlling Ash. So we need to go <laughs> and find Ash to, to freaking save him. Right. So, luckily, the wagon uh, produced big enough tire tracks that all they basically had to do was walk into the forest and go, oh, we can just follow these. Yes. But it comes to, it comes down <clears throat> um, to where Melvin brings him up to what looks like the middle of a forest and tells Ash to pull out his Pokedex at the at the trees. And it's a bunch of executor sleeping all standing up. So at this point, Melvin knows exactly what he's going to do and tells Ash to send out his Pokemon to battle these executor and that Melvin at this point is going to capture every single executor that Ash injures with his Pokemon and you know, I mean, we, we've talked about it on previous episodes when it comes to Charmander. I can see why Charmander is a dick later on because Ash doesn't treat Charmander the greatest and Charmander doesn't really have a great upbringing. Well, no, he was, <clears throat> Ash was coming in from a disadvantage because obviously um, Charmander had been given the short end of the stick by Damien. So even though Ash saved his life, he still, in the back of his mind, has to have a little bit of mistrust. Yes. And and then, you know, how many times has Charmander been used as a goddamn flashlight? <laughs> you know? He says he ain't doing that shit no more. And how many times has Charmander had to run for his life with his tail in front of him because he was in um, relative... Uh, vicinity of water for goodness sakes and you know he was just put into a box and said you're going to be a magic trick behave yourself and freaking almost burned the box down 
everybody well fuck it everybody has a goddamn breaking point you know maybe maybe you know as a kid i was i remember going why doesn't you know what switch flipped that charmander's an asshole i mean i didn't say asshole as a kid i wasn't that cool um i mean you know from a playing the game standpoint understand and I mean, I don't want to tip too far into, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, next week's episode, but because they kind of touch on this then as well. But from a game standpoint, if you were trading with a friend and your friend's Pokemon was a high level and you didn't have, you know, a certain number of badges, that Pokemon wasn't going to listen to you. Hell no. So, so I understand that's where they're kind of going from. You know, Charm- uh, Charmander evolves. And Ash, even though he has what four badges at this point, four yes. or five, uh, he has yeah. four badges. He has four badges at this point. Even then, he's still kind of just dicking around, um, you know. So he's not really out there, you know, pounding the pavement training. Um. So yeah, he might have used Charmander in enough like real life situations that he's get he's gaining experience and evolving. But that doesn't mean that he's ready for him. Exactly. So it's at this point, Melvin has captured what what appears uh, from the video at least 30 to 40 executor. Yeah, because they're just all standing there in a bunch. And can I touch on uh, Dexter for one second? Like, I'm not going to go through the whole entry. Oh, absolutely, Doug. But at, but at the end of the entry for Executor, what does it say? Executor's special move is hypnosis. <laughs> it what didn't say fuck? that for Execute. It sure didn't. <laughs> it's like, you don't need to tell us that now. We understand that now. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's at, it, it's at this point, Melvin's like, now that I've captured... Um, these executor, I can I can use hypnosis and command everybody to come see my magic show. At last, I'm finally on my way to Las Vegas. And at this point, uh, Team Rocket is getting ready to appear. And Melvin just has the best line in the world. He's like, <laughs> these guys look like they're more p- magicians than I am. And okay, and I'm I'm gonna sound like the the fucking pervert of this episode. What the fuck is going on with Jesse's boobs in this episode? I mean, you're going to have to explain that. When they first, when when the smoke is all around Jesse and they have the first close-up shot of Jesse and James, she looks like she has like the biggest boobs, kind of similar to what would be in an Austin Powers movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it's the dress. It pushes them up. Um, <laughs> but she she has never been that exaggerated in any of these episodes. Well, look, I don't think we're gonna we're we're allowed to comment because we we we've obviously covered Beauty at the Beach and fucking James had boobs. <laughs> and I mean that's. That's it. I mean, but at this point, um, Jesse looks like she's filling out more than James did. Maybe she went and got a 
got a job done and we 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 have no idea i mean i don't know i like i say i'm i'm chalking it up to the dress pushing him up because when she's on when she goes back to her regular team rocket suit she's all covered up right so but yeah uh melvin says they look like more magicians than i do and Team Rocket goes through their spill. Meowth comes in and brings one of the magic boxes. And basically, Meowth makes Jesse and James disappear. Right. And Melvin is all smitten. And Team Rocket is now back in their regular uniforms. And they're back in their hot balloon. And they jump out. And they jump back onto the stage. And they're trying to talk. Uh, Melvin into basically believing that he's a failure as a magician and that they're better. Right, because they said if, if you were a real magician, you could do tricks like that. And, you know, poor Melvin starts downing himself again. And uh, Team Rocket's basically like, hey, don't worry. You're going to be real good at catching those executor for us. And Melvin, yeah, I don't want him. And they're basically, like, you don't have a choice, and they fucking tie him up. And um, at this point, his execute jump out of the <clears throat> of the wagon, and they start staring down Team Rocket. And <laughs> James has a really good line. He goes, "What does he say?" He goes, um, hey, you get you executor, be quiet, or I'm going to go beat the cholesterol out of you. I, I, I almost fell laugh. out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, ex- execute didn't really take kind of that. And they all bunched together. And the little seed Pokemon evolve and sprout up into executor themselves. And the executor start hitting with hypnosis so they try to look away and the other executor are hitting with hypnosis so they're just completely surrounded so right and apparently the only person that's not affected and you know i mean they're so bunched together that we've got hypnosis reflecting off of the executor to the point where everybody's hypnotized except for melvin including team rocket yes and they all just take off and i'm i'm guessing the reason that melvin is not affected by uh this hypnosis is due to the fact that he's the one that caught all these executors so yeah that's a that's a fair point so that no matter what, these are his Pokemon. Right. Even though he basically didn't do anything to get him except for his original execute. Yes. And because yeah, he caught him, but he was basically just throwing Pokeballs willy nilly. So at this point, uh, the executor, as you said, um, starts storming back into town. But along with Stormy back into town, Jesse, James, and Meowth are under a spell too. And they're keeping up with these executors. So hats off to them for being in shape. 
getting their cardio in, that's for sure. For real. And let's not uh, move past, but Ash is still uh, under the spell as well. So to wake him up, Pikachu <laughs> fucking thundershocks him. And Ash is like, how the hell did I get here? I don't remember shit. You'd think he'd built up an immunity because this is probably like the 10th time he's been shocked. Oh, I'm sure it's been way more than that. But yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, uh, we find out that the executor are marching back into town. And. You know, it's up to Melvin to. Stop him. And he, he ends up running into his boss. The executor have basically torn up all of the circus. So the, the circus has been stampe- stampede all over. And his boss is like, well, you know what? These executor are all, all sorts of trouble and they've ruined my circus. So I planted a bunch of bombs underneath the ground. And as soon as they stomp over these bombs, they're going to go kaplooey. So I and I'm sitting there going, "This is some bullshit." Like, <laughs> like I don't. This motherfucker planted landmines. Yes. And, <laughs> he's he's, he's willing on killing these Pokemon. Yeah, he, he doesn't give a shit. He's losing money, you know. And <clears throat> he's like, "I can't allow." And this is where I'm more confused because he says, well, I can't allow them to cause more damage to the town. Which to me says this circus doesn't move. Yes. And what we end up finding out, Doug, um, Misty comes to the conclusion that the that Melvin's executor, when it, when it was using hypnosis, was actually putting hypnosis on the 30 or 40 uh executor that were over there and there and his one executor is what's leading all of these other executor out here and Misty's like they're all under hypnosis they just have to snap out of it and it's at this point Ash gets the bright idea to wake him up right so he's, they all send out their Pokemon to basically burn, put some water in their eyes, use Vine Whip. Pikachu's over here shocking motherfuckers and, and just waking up all of these executory. And Melvin's all down on his luck thinking that he's, he's done so bad and he, he can't control his own Pokemon. Well, and, and you know, uh, come to find out that uh, Squirtle and Bulbasaur aren't really doing anything. Um, there's a good line because um, Ash says Bulbasaur to use Razor Leaf, and he basically just ends up giving the Executor a haircut. Which, you know, <laughs> Squirtle is using its water gun, and they're just soaking up all of the water. So they get called back, and unfortunately, it's left to Charmander, so he's just doing flamethrower everywhere and he's getting you know a decent handful of them and then he runs out of breath right and he's just you know you look over he's just exhausted (laughs) and it's at this point where they're like hey melvin don't you have a fire trick 
And he goes, my hand crank never works. Like, you <laughs> dumb fuck, it just worked 10 minutes ago or whatever, or a half hour. Time and, is meaningless. I mean, and, and Misty full-blown says, if you don't do your fire trick, all of these executor are going to blow up because you're, you're freaking horse of a boss freaking planted landmines yeah and and we're everybody's just cool with that i mean <laughs> that just blows my mind yeah and, you know, and we see just how exhausted charmander is and they said look melvin you got to at least try and you know i'm gonna give it my best shot he's he's getting and so Melvin gets up there, and this was supposed to be to give Charmander a breather. Yes. And as soon as Melvin gets ready, Ash is basically like, hey, Charmander, go help him. What the fuck? No. No. And it, he's it, out. Fucking Charmander. No wonder Charmander gives Ash such a hard time later on because Charmander is like, you overwork me. Like, I you don't give me a break. Torch. What's up? I am not a torch. Yes. So, it's at this point, Melvin finally gets the courage to use his own flamethrower. And all the executor end up basically waking up. And they don't get blown to smithereens. And... It's at this point, Melvin saves the town, along with Charmander, again. <laughs> and all of these executors are burnt to a crisp. Team Rocket's like, what the hell is going on? And Team Rocket goes blasting off again in the crowd of executors. So all the executors leave Melvin. So let's not even touch on that, because they're his Pokemon. But he is only left with his regular executor. And at this point, Charmander is kind of smitten. And at this point, I mean, all the executor end up running into the landmine anyway. Yeah, so they're gone. Ex well, except for the original one. Yes. Um... And we don't find out what happened to them. I mean, I think we can. I mean, I guess is it. I mean, we see. Well, I mean, we do find out in a minute that they're still running and Team Rocket's still trapped. Yes. But we don't find out their end game. So I don't know. Well, I mean, we saw an explosion. The explosion doesn't get uh, explained at all. Because, just like you said, the Executor are still running. So, did they run through the landmine and it didn't do shit to them? And Watch they just it. kept going? Or did it kill, like, five of them and the and the rest of them just kept running? <laughs> oh, it's just five of them. We still got 76 of us. <laughs> so, it's at this point, um, Charmander is so out of breath. But he looks determined and he starts glowing. And everyone's like, Charmander looks funny. And then Brock goes, he's evolving. And fucking Charmander evolves into Charmeleon. And Ash goes up and hugs Charmeleon. 
and calls him Charmander. And he's like, oh, I guess I can't call you Charmander anymore. You're Charmeleon. And Charmeleon's like, Char! And fucking burns Ash to a damn crisp. And this is just the starting point of Charmander. I mean, not Charmander, but Charmeleon turning into a dick. Yeah, and you know, like you said, he basically burns Ash's ear off. And everybody's, oh, that's that Charmeleon's such a rapscallion. Oh, just you wait. And, you know, we see, you know, Melvin and his and his original, well, his executor, I'm going to say. Yes. And, you know, they're waving and, you know. We get the usual goodbye. All that. And then we cut to the pack of executors still running. And we find out the Team Rocket is still in the middle of all that humanity. Yes. And this is where we end up ending this week's episode. Brock says that he'll see Melvin in Las Vegas. And as you said, Team Rocket's still in the middle of these executor and they can't get out. And that's how we end this week's episode. It's and the narrator kind of cracks a joke saying Team Rocket is marching off again. And that's it. That's it. And the executor is not explained. Uh, <laughs> we we, we get see- no conclusion to the executor. At all. Spoiler alert, we're going to see Team Rocket next week like nothing happened. Yes. Yeah, also, what the fuck? So, um, a lot of questions not answered at the end of this episode, but it's Pokemon. It's for kids. Um, it's a filler episode. It, it, it's a filler episode. It's the last episode of the year for for the brand. So, they, they wanted to go out on a high note. They gave you Charmeleon on the last episode. So that's it. So do you have anything else to add to this, Doug? I mean, we, we kind of, we've kind of been through everything in this episode. We've been through everything, but also nothing at the same time. Exactly. Um, I kind of <laughs> feel like this was another beauty in the beach. And I want to get your rating real quick right before we sign off. So, what what did you think? I mean, this is way better than Beauty at the Beach. Um, I, I mean, we got an evolution. We, well, we got a couple evolutions. We 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 saw two new Pokemon that we didn't know. Well, well three. three, I guess. Charmeleon. Yeah. Um. You know, we there were some funny moments, a couple of funny lines. Like I say, it's a nothing episode because, you know, we're going to see Team Rocket next week and nothing's going to be said about Executor, or Execute, or Melvin, or anything. No, Do, the, I'm not the, even... I mean, next week's episode is starring Charmeleon and the damn Paris. <laughs> the damn Paris. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but there, there's a lot to say about that damn Paris, but... um. <laughs> but yeah, that that we we have next, next week, week to talk about that. Yeah. So, all right. So, what what do you give as a rating for for this episode? I I would give it about a two and a half star out of five. It's not the best episode, but it's it's somewhat in the middle. 
Uh, I mean, it's probably about a three. Okay. I mean, like, like I say, there was some good lines. Um, it, it was a little funny. We, 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 we did see a decent chunk of, you know, at least three other of Ash's Pokemon. Um, coinciding. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like I say, we saw we ended up seeing three new Pokemon that we didn't know anything about. We saw that Ash um, refuses to use his Pidgeotto. Right. Pidgeotto did not make an appearance at all in this episode. And Pidgeotto would have been very effective towards these Executor. I just want to throw that out there. Because he could have flown above and maybe he could have held Charmander and you know maybe Charmander wouldn't have had to use as much um, flamethrower because he would have been coming at him from an above angle I mean for fuck's sake um, Pidgeotto picked up Charmander Don't I, I believe it was in one of the band episodes wasn't it Beauty and the Beach it was Beauty and the Beach yeah um, I can't remember what they were doing they, they, they were throwing flyers at well no Charmander was lighting the grill that episode. No, you're you're right though. He's got one of them. No, I, I I think it was Squirtle. I think they were all teaming up. It was some kind of attack. Yeah, but but it wasn't that episode. But I know what you're talking. about. So it's happened before. So it's all right, well, will you give this episode a three? I'll give it about a two and a half. Like I said, to me, it wasn't the best episode, but it was there. It was the final episode of the year, which. If if I was a kid looking back on this now, I probably wouldn't have liked that this was the last episode for four months. But well, would you? You wouldn't have. You wouldn't know. No. But I, I I was also at this point watching Pokemon on a regular, and I I remember being highly upset when Pokemon would take a break, but then they would come back and have like three episodes in one day. Right. So. But. Uh, all right, well, it's at this point, Doug. Uh, we can go ahead and say our good old goodbyes. So go ahead and say goodbye, Doug. Bye, Doug. And this is Wrestling Chris G telling all of you, make sure you join us next week because next week's episode is about a damn Paris <laughs> called The Problem with Paris. And man, do I have a problem with Paris. And you're going to want to listen to this episode next week. So have a good night, everybody, and see you next week.